G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our review and rank series for Eurovision 2023. And today is about Malta. Yes, one of our smaller nations in population and size as well. But what they make up for being small, Michael, is their passion and love for Eurovision. Pretty much unmatched other than maybe Iceland, those two nations just per capita, love Eurovision more than anybody else. Absolutely. There's no uh, lack of effort going in from either of those nations. Exactly. And look, Malta is um, one of a few island nations who have come second without actually taking it out, including Iceland, including Cyprus, and including that other small nation that is an island, Australia. (laughs) (laughs) But look, looking at their most recent record at Eurovision, it has been a bit patchy. Three of the last seven have qualified. They had their big chance in 2021 with Destiny, who did finish in top 10 in the end, seventh place. But then they have had two top 10s in the last 10 years. But at the same time, other than like Michaela qualifying, they've had a few NQs, Christabel, Claudia, Emma Musket as well. So... It's a bit hit and miss for Malta. Yeah, it felt like they went big a few years ago and really tried to win, and maybe they burnt a lot of the budget. They did have 2020 where they put a lot of effort into Destiny's song. That didn't happen, and then they went big in 2021, and I think they might be paying it for it for some time. Mm. Well, who have they got for us this year, Dale? Well, they've got The Busker and Dance, Our Own Party. Our own party, our own party, While the Busker is a three-piece Maltese indie pop band founded in 2012, as the name would suggest, the band began by busking on the streets of Malta. They then started posting covers and original music on YouTube. Their debut album was released in 2017. Now, they won their ticket to Liverpool by winning the Malta Eurovision Song Contest 2023, (laughs) the Maltese National Final. They came equal second in the jury vote and easily won the televote to book their spot in semi-final one. Yeah, they did win that televote really quite comfortably in the end, didn't they? Yeah, there was a couple of big favourites. One of them didn't participate in the end, but uh, they beat everybody home quite comfortably. Well, let's look at some of the pros of this entry for Malta. And look, I can understand why it won that televote, and maybe the public were having the semi-final coming up in mind where it's a 100% public vote, because this does have some kind of appeal in that way. It's a quirky little song with a great fun little sax riff and a few hooks in there as well. And I do think it has that quirkiness that can appeal to the Eurovision public. Yeah, most definitely. That obvious sax riff is just such a hook and it's so catchy. It really does stay with you long after the song is finished. And I really enjoy what they did with their staging in the national final. And I think if they do a version of that, but elevate it slightly, that could work. It was basically three acts. So you saw something, something come up, came flashed up on the screen, got them into place to do something. But it worked and it gave a song which doesn't really change a lot some kind of different elements to it. And I think if they did that well, that could be quite good staging. Yeah, I thought it was quite a clever little concept as well. Now, there is a simplicity to this song that really does help it stay with you. Plus, I think that simplicity also gels well with the band's image because they are that sort of 
little bit quirky and, dare I say, a little bit dorky, so I think the whole thing comes together in a cohesive package. Yeah, because I do like that element of them about being kind of like humble in a way, and the whole song's a little bit like them being a bit dorky and, you know, being in their sweater, and you've got a semi-final full of these big guns like cha-cha-cha and a tattoo, and then then you've got these kind of quirky, dorky dudes doing their thing. I mean, don't pretend to be anything you're not, and that in itself, I think, could stand out. Yeah, it gives them a likability factor and a relatability factor for a lot of people as well, I think. All right, let's look at the drawbacks here. Now, it is fun, it is quirky, but it does feel a little lightweight. I think we just said, yes, you know, it gives them likability and it makes them stand out in a way. But I tell you what, they're up against some big guns in this semi and just all the Eurovision songs. You've got to just be a bit more now. And I just find it a little bit dinky. Hmm. Okay, I'm just going on from that one. There is that simplicity, which is a positive, but it's also a negative. It can come across, especially when you've got rivals with big, sophisticated productions or whatever, dare I say, a little amateurish? Yeah, it kind of, I don't think it's exactly the same, but remember Jendrik from Germany a few years ago? I thought that was quirky and fun, and then you know what? When it hit that big stage of Eurovision, it really felt out of place, and it did feel a bit amateur. No, and it was I do out of place well before it got to the stage. <laughs> well, I thought it had potential, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think this is something I worry that this could end up falling the same part because when there's songs that are quirky and kind of fun, they're very deliberate in their approach and they're very professionally done. Moldova last year was an accidental, and Moldova in the past haven't been accidental in the way that they are able to get that televote. It's slick. It's well-produced, and it's a bit of money behind it. Now, that song, it does sound like they had that terrific sax hook, and then they just kind of placed everything around it to kind of create this song. I don't think there's much there apart from that obvious hook. Plus, also, once you've heard the first third of that song, you're done. It's rinse and repeat right through basically to the end with just a little bit of variation. So it does become very repetitive. I noticed at the recent pre-party in Madrid... They basically stopped two-thirds of the way through the song and started throwing T-shirts out to people. So, yeah, which, I mean, it was a fun thing, and I think it goes very well with the band's kind of image, but it does become very repetitive before the end of the three minutes. Yeah, true. And let's face it, Malta struggle in the televote. They really struggle. Like, they barely get some votes sometimes unless it goes big. When they're not big entries like your destiny... They, I mean, I think Christabel's Taboo, which I thought was pretty good. I think it, did it get zero or like one point in the televote? It was like super harshly treated. They struggle. They always will, um, much more than countries like us. So I'm not sure this is the entry to suddenly change that. Yes, plus they also don't have the United Kingdom or Australia voting for them in this semi-final. So I think the televote could be pretty hard to come by on this one. I'm going to say also, staging-wise, they did have a very cute little concept for that national final, and they'll come out, I think, with something fairly similar. It's going to have that sort of dorky appeal to it, but is it going to compel people to really vote for them? Particularly coming in in second slot there in that semi-final. Yeah, and that's my final point on the drawbacks. That running order, oof, (laughs) Norway comes out, slaps you in the face, and then this comes on. Second is traditionally the weakest um, spot, and that is for good reason. History shows it is that the place, not just in grand finals, in semis too, it does have the worst record. And I think they've been put there for a reason, unfortunately. I hope they have a good recap. 
well, Dale. As always, it isn't just our opinions for the review and ranks, it is also that of the Aussie Vision team, and what have they thought of the busker? Well, they have ranked Malta and the busker in... 19th spot. Okay, that's very high. That's much, yeah, that's much higher than I expected. There is a real camp of people that really love this Mm. and really like are very fiercely loyal to it. So this doesn't totally surprise me. Yeah, I kind of thought it would be middle um, of the pack, but maybe just outside the 20. But hey, five people put it in their top 10. Oh, wow. That's That's like a quarter of the people. That's a lot. It's a lot. I'm a bit shocked by that. I won't lie. Um, there were three in the 30s as well. So I think there is a little bit of, uh, yeah, like a lot of people who don't really rate it, but there's obviously a lot of people who feel a lot of warmth to this dorky quirkness. That mm, if only they had Australia in their semi-final. All right. So who from the team are we hearing from today? We're going to hear from Craig and we're going to hear from Fleur. Back in 2013, Malta did unexpectedly well with this silly, corny song that just made people smile. And with the busker this year, one could say that this is their master plan again. All these boys have is a jumper, a sax, and a dream. But they're so charming, so creative, and so endearingly dorky that I've kind of fallen in love a bit. Every time I fall down or have a bad day at the moment, as soon as I hit the ground, I can switch this on and remember that, yes, I do, in fact, want to dance. I also think this is just the most televote-friendly thing Malta's sent for years, But I'm also realistic, and I can see that the running order has kind of killed my boys' chances a little bit. Even so, I know that in Liverpool, the busker's going to take a stand, they're going to take command, and you know what? Deep down, I believe that they can still qualify. This is the bit where Dale and Mike roast me like a $7 chicken breast. But I don't care, I am tragically obsessed with this. In the words of Malta's most beloved poet, take it or leave it, I am what I am. Hey. Wait, introverts everywhere unite because Malta has the anthem for those of us who like to party but who don't like to party. Okay, this is not the most original song by any stretch and the juries aren't exactly going to be lining up for it. They're not going to completely slate it but that 100% televote is going to benefit these guys tremendously. The lead singer Dave, he has bucket loads of charisma. He knows how to use that stage and better still, he knows how to work that camera. Sean and John Paul, they're very endearing as well and their personalities is what's going to shine the most here. I absolutely love this song. I keep going back for it. It's in my top 10. If they can produce what they did at MESC with the Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, this can qualify despite having the deaf spot. Well, one thing that struck me with both of them is that they're very much drawn to the boys, you know, the personality, the kind of dorky charm that comes through their camera. I think it's something that they, I wouldn't say it's like charisma like Fleur said, but I definitely think there's something that is connecting with people down that camera lens that, you know, really makes them like them. Yeah, definitely. That personality of the boys is shining through and we say they've got a kind of disarming charm about them. And also the song itself, it does appeal to perhaps those introverts who like to perhaps stay at home rather than go to clubs, etc. And also that televote appeal. This is probably the most televote friendly song Malta has sent for quite a while. 
Yeah, and you know, Craig did say that, and you know, we're not going to roast Craig because I reckon we shared nearly all the same points, really, other than the fact that um, he thinks they can qualify. Uh, he does have doubts, but um, he thinks they can, and I'm not sure we agree that much on that one. <laughs> mm, I guess we'll see. All right, Dale, well, I'll go first with our rap and rank. Now, there is an obvious kitschy catchiness to this, which is quite pleasing. The band themselves also have a kind of wholesome appeal that I think will stick with people. Song-wise, the sax hook is definitely what is carrying this whole package, and that will also stick with people. Unfortunately, I find the rest of the song way too flimsy and way too repetitive. Second in the running order, and Malta's historic televote struggles doesn't fill me with confidence to see this beyond Tuesday, to be honest. Having said all that, I have ranked Dance Our Own Party in 23rd out of the 36. I think I must have been very generous at the time because so I think were, it's a dropping. Because you were kind of surprised at the 19th of the team and you've only ranked it four places different. I'm quite surprised at me as well, Dale. <laughs> That's why. When I did it, when I looked at it, I'm like, oh, what was I thinking? You, you know? do get those rankings at time, don't you? Like we do these like a couple of weeks before, probably at this point in time. Mm. And then you look back and you're like, well, what was I thinking that day? I'm telling you now, it's <laughs> dropping though. It is dropping. All right. Well, from my side is, look, this is something I enjoy. I, I like this. I, I like elements of the song. I love that sax riff. You, you're so right. I love the quirkiness of it. I, lo- I really enjoyed their national final performance. And, you know, I think in an environment like that, it works. I am worried about it at Eurovision. I just think it's gone up into a league that it just can't handle yet. It's like one of those sides who get promoted to the Premier League, like your beloved Norwich, when they're not ready at times. And so I just think they might just be in the wrong spot and might be a bit too much for them. But you know what is definitely going for them is that likability factor. What you were just saying, they're wholesome, what you can see from the team. There is something that they have. There is an X factor that they do have, but I'm just not sure the package around it is going to be good enough, at least this time. I don't seek it out, but I like it when it comes on. It's my 26th place. Okay, so, geez, I'm ahead of yours. You are. Gosh. I've got to say also, with that sort of dorky quirkiness, it feels genuine. I don't feel like they're putting it on. Oh, yeah, totally. So I think that's why I warm to it, that we've had bands in the past, possibly Latvia last year, who were, look at us, we're so zany. Oh, my God. And it just felt all a bit stage show, whereas this doesn't. It does feel genuine. And can I just also say that we, when we use the word dorky, we're actually using it in a, in a positive light yeah. here. Because hmm, yeah, it yeah. could be seen as like, uh, I don't know, like... A derogatory term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. I don't think so at all. No. I, I, for, for this part, I think we're putting quirk and, you know, the play on the, the geeky thing. It's a term of affection. Yes, I agree. They sing about wearing sweaters. Yeah. They're kind of dorky. I think they're kind of <laughs> leaning into the dorkiness. Stuff. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just, I just wanted to make sure because we were using it a lot and mm. I just wanted to be clear to people. Well, an interesting one, that one. I think that's ranked a lot higher than I probably suspected it might. Yeah, and I do think it's one of those ones, the more you get to know them and the more you get to know the entry, you do like it a lot more and there's that maybe a first appeal issue we probably didn't touch on but i think is there as well mm, okay well that is it for malta this year good luck to them good luck indeed malta i think you might need it all right thanks for joining us see you later as always thanks for joining us and thank you for your support you can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.